0: This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, May 25th. So we're getting ready to do some high school softball on the airwaves tonight. I'll first start off with my games here, Corey. Uh, Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines continue their Section 8 AA playoff run. They're the two seed in the south subsection, and they're going to be taking on this afternoon from Frazee. They have a matchup with Barnesville. So that's going to be a 4 o'clock start and a 3.45 pregame. That'll be right here on KWAD. You can also listen online at wadinaradio.com And win or lose we will have game 2 of the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverine softball team. And win or lose, they are going to play either Breckenridge Wapiton or Holly in that second game, both from Frazee. And one will pretty much go right after the other. We'll have both of those games this afternoon on KWAD. Should be a good one. Been following the Wolverine softball team all season long. They've been having a good offensive year. They've gotten the pitching when they need it. And they are looking to now get up uh, uh, kind of into that tougher competition. Now, as you get past the first round into the double elimination tournament, so Wadena Deer Creek would need to lose twice to be eliminated, and they have a chance, if they win both games, to be in the section semifinal, which would be played uh, next week. But for now, that's kind of what things look like. Uh, Corey, what do you have uh, on your schedule here?
1: So on the Super by a score of 14 to 1 to get to this game. Walker Hackensack Akeley got by Castle Lake Bina 19 to 0 and then edged out Sabika 2 to 1 uh, to get to this point in the game. Monaga's 14 and 7 overall. Walker Hackensack Akeley and the Wolves are 16 and 1 overall. That one loss came to Monaga not that long ago, back on May 17th. That was a 9-0 victory for the Braves in that game. So they'll rematch here now this afternoon. We will have just one game on the Superstation, and it will in fact be that one. Again, a 4 o'clock first pitch from Monagas. They host um, not only this game, but they host the other uh, like section games now uh, on that side of the bracket, uh, as, uh, especially when you move down, and I think, in, in that elimination side of things as well. So uh, the other game there will be Sabika versus Laporte, and then the winner of that Sabika-Laporte game will play the winner of Managa and walker Sack Akeley.
0: All right, a busy day in Section 5A for softball. Looking at the Section 6A schedule for some teams across the region, the number one seeded Uppsala in the east subsection of 6A. will be taking on the four-seed Parker's Prairie Panthers. That's a four o'clock start from New York Mills. On the other side of that subsection, Browerville and Swanville. Browerville, the two-seed. Swanville, the three-seed, will square off at four o'clock from New York Mills. On the other side of the Uh, 6A bracket, just for full disclosure, Clinton and Graceville Beardsley will take on Lake Park Audubon, CGB the one seed in the west end, Lake Park Audubon the four, Wheaton Herman Norcross is the two seed on the west end of 6A, Rothsay the three, and Wheaton Herman Norcross and Rothsay will play each other. Both of those games are at Minnewaska Area High School, both those games will start at four o'clock and will have a game follow pretty much immediately after on both of these Uh, sides of the subsection uh, from their respective sites so uh, Corey really uh, another big afternoon of softball this kind of gets into what we've talked about before Uh, it's a lot of organized chaos and uh, it's a lot of fun
1: yeah man it's the best it's the best I'm excited this is actually going to be my first call of the spring Uh, I'm looking forward to um, getting a little a little more color on, on my, uh, arms here, be it a bright, bright red, just to match what I already did from this past weekend or, you know, just a little kiss from the gods. You know what I mean? You know, it's a, it's about time you
0: get like just a little bit more sun. Uh, you got to <laughs> absolutely fry the back of your neck pretty much.
1: I'm, I'm actually doing my best to avoid that. This I've got, I've got my forearms and one of my legs, they were hanging out of a golf cart the other day. Um, so that was enough to kind of put me over the edge. If I can avoid the back of the neck, because that one is, that makes sleeping uncomfortable even. <laughs> See, my my theory with, with the sun
0: is if you get sunburned right away, yep. not like absolutely fried, but if you get a little too much sun right away, I tan pretty well and then I'm done. And then I don't have to worry about sunscreen. I don't have to worry about getting sunburned for the rest of the year. And I did that over the last couple weekends. So I think... You're knocking set? on wood here. I think I'm set. You're set for the year. It's not, you're not going to get cocky now, are you? Oh no, I 100 will get out over my skis and fry <laughs> myself at least one time this summer. But until that day comes, I'm feeling good. And by the way, once that once that passes, still don't have to worry about it yeah. uh, until like 40 years from now when I get skin cancer. But besides that. Uh, that's future CJ. Yeah, you know, let's live in the present. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of living in the present, Corey, the Twins got a win yesterday. They were able to salvage the series against the Giants. Only their second series loss at home all season long. Uh, but. They were able to get a big help. Ed Julian hit a leadoff home run in the first inning to get the scoring started. Yep. And then in the fourth inning, the Twins take advantage of some errors by the Giants. And then they turn the wheels on.
1: And the pitch is outside. And Walner's going to take off for second.
0: He'll be in a rundown. The throw comes to the plate. And it's missed by Sable at the plate. Castro scores. Walner makes third sliding. And the Twins lead 5-1. to one. So interestingly enough, Corey, that was the Twins' first steal of home in nearly ten years. It's not a straight steal of home, but oh, it was a first and third situation.
1: Sure. So okay, so do we do we know who was the who stole it ten years ago? Oh, uh, that's that'd be a uh, my guess. What was 10, at, years ago, 2013? ten years ago, twenty thirteen. Ten years
0: ago is about twenty thirteen, uh, but roughly ten years. So I'll I'll say this probably a little bit give or take there. For whatever reason,
1: Denard Span just feels right. Denard Span does feel right. Denard Span or Ben Revere? Now, yeah, now that does because otherwise it's Rod Carew. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's Christian Guzman or something like that. Before, I wonder who it is. Oh, that's a good trivia question.
0: That is uh, Corey. I, I heard Corey Provis talking about this in the Twins rap, and he did not have the specific year, and I have not looked it up yet. So, if you want to look that up, go for it. We'll because... take
1: it. See if we can find that because that's. A, uh, that would be a fascinating little uh, a little tidbit. Did you ever uh, steal home on something that wasn't a pass ball? Uh,
0: no, never have I ever. But I was uh in the dugout and I watched it happen once. It was the 2012 Babe Ruth State Tournament. Berth Hewitt Verndale was representing as one of the teams in our uh, district, and we were in Fergus Falls at D. Lagoon Park. Yeah, I remember this vividly. Uh, because uh, uh, somebody was at the plate. And we had a sign, and at the time, and I'm sure it's changed by now. Uh, at the time, because uh, the coaches aren't there anymore, and it was ten some years ago. Yep. The, the sign was uh, a dig in and drive one, and that was going to be sure. that was going to be steal home. And uh, the now the reason was when you heard that you were going to call time and dig into the plate, and that was the cue that hey, I got the sign. Sure, so that sure. way the guy at third wasn't going to run into your bat. Yep, uh, and. I, everybody in the dugout just all kind of like tried to play a coy, but also everybody kinda tensed up for a second and it worked. In a state tournament game, we stole home and it worked and it was uh, it's a pretty exciting feeling.
1: That's uh that's amazing. Um, by the way, you're never gonna guess who stole that who stole home ten years is ago. Is it gonna be like 20s. Michael Kadire or
0: something like that? No,
1: no, that's a guessable name. It is an unguessable Jim name. Jim Tomey. That too far? That would be too far. That would be too far in the wrong direction. was an outfielder. Uh he was the first person to steal home since 2002. So I'm going to try to figure out who that name was. That falls into that, your Christian that's Guzman, that's got to be Christian Luis Guzman. Rivas. that sort of era. Um it was outfielder Cleet Thomas who uh, stole how home for the forget- Twins in 2013.
0: How do we forget the man, the myth, the legend Cleet Thomas? I think we all know how. Remember when he went on like a month long tear and everybody thought that like this guy was like future starting material and then he just fell I mean, off the
1: face of the earth listen if you thought that CJ there's nothing I can do to bring you back Look, from it that, was the middle uh, of the,
0: the 2013 the 2012 2013 2014 twins when everybody kind of fully accepted they were in a full rebuild you were kind of just believing any positive performance you saw. Yeah, no, so, not,
1: not no one I knew thought Clete Thomas was going to be the savior. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: well, you know, it was uh, it was pre Brian Dozier. Okay, uh, this gets me into my next conversational uh-huh. point here. Uh, speaking of great individual games, where a, a okay. guy just puts the t- a twin puts the team on his back and wins the game. Uh, playoffs nonwithstanding. we're gonna discount playoffs because it'll just be easy to say Kirby Puckett. Sure. Uh, let's. So I want your answer first, Corey. I gave you some time to think about this. Yeah, I'm gonna what, need more time. You're probably. Gonna, you're gonna need more time. Okay. I, well, no.
1: I mean, let's go ahead. Let's set the premise here. Let,
0: let's set. The, okay. So the premise is: What is the greatest regular season game, a uh, regular season performance you've seen out of a Minnesota Twin
1: in your lifetime? Oh, i Yeah, I mean it's. it's I don't, I there. there's so many that, like, stand out for different, like, maybe individual highlights, right? Like, there's the Eric Milton no-hitter. I was alive when Scott Erickson threw his no-hitter, perfect game, whatever it was. Now I can't, now I can't remember. There have been, like, walk-off home runs. Uh, there have been, you know, there's been things along those lines, I guess, uh, That but, like, where someone just straight up Kirby Puckett in the playoffs says hop on my back, I'll carry us. That sort of that I don't I don't know if there's necessarily like one you know, Francisco Liriano threw a no hitter. Uh-huh. But that was like he also had like six walks on that game. It was very mm-hmm. strange. Um if there was an I went to uh it was maybe like the home opener Trevor Plouffe hit a home run in the tenth against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was just a walk off. I don't remember how he did the rest of the game. Um, maybe the most hilarious one is when um, Carlos Silva threw seventy five, like a seventy five pitch complete game. That was just a, a level of domination and stupidity from the other team. Mm-hmm. That's maybe my answer. It comes from the pitching mound and and him doing that. I think it was yeah, it was like 74, 75, 76 pitches he threw 9 innings of baseball and um were they playing like the Kansas City Royals or something? Was, or maybe like Seattle or something. I I mean I, I might think it's Seattle because he I think he went to Seattle after the Twins. I don't remember who it was, but I remember the whole time like what is the what are they doing? Like just take a pitch. It was like it was just guys I don't know, they had a plane to catch or something legitimately, but that is one of the most dominating pitching performances of all time. So my
0: Twins performance is pretty easy. I'll go back to 2009. Uh, Jason Kubel plays the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim on April 17th of that year, and in his first at-bat, he gets a single, then in the next at-bat a triple, and then a double, and the Twins in that point in the ball game, are losing – and, well, uh, this, I think, is one of uh, Dick Bramer's best calls. So let's go with it.
1: Aha!
0: Jason Kubel hit a go-ahead Grand Slam in the bottom of the eighth inning when the Twins were down 7-9 to nine against the Angels. He hits the Grand Slam to complete the cycle, and me and my brother were screaming loud enough to wake my parents up at that point in the night because oh, yeah. we were that excited. Uh, that was probably the greatest individual performance I've
1: seen out of a Twin. That's uh, yeah. It's it's funny to watch that highlight too, and and you know Justin Morneau's meeting him at home plate. Denard Span is there, like Joe Creedy is in the dugout, mm-hmm. like just some Twins legend, yeah, Creedy. like yeah, yeah, like that sort of name. Uh, it's in the dome, so it's kind of cool to see that highlight. And uh, yeah, yeah, that turns out that's a pretty darn that's a pretty darn good answer. Uh, Carlos Silva was twenty six years old. It was a seventy four pitch complete game against the Brewers fair enough milwaukee what were you thinking nothing apparently <laughs> apparently they were
0: having a beer to catch or something
1: yeah i'm trying to think you know um morno hit had, had like a few three home run games mm mm-hmm. mhm um I saw Oswaldo Arcia in Chicago against the White Sox hit it onto the concourse. Yep. like he, It was like a mile and a half. You know, there's like individual highlights, but but that sort of carrying, like Jason Kubel did, I, I don't have a lot of memories of that. A
0: grand slam to complete the cycle is like one of the, the like if you're going to be a script writer, they tell you, hey man, that's a little cheesy. Are you sure you want to do that? Turns out yes. Turns out yes. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, May 25th.